would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. This is pandemonium. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. Obviously, uh, we're, we're disappointed. Um, Wanted to win that game. Obviously, everybody wants to win that game. There's only going to be one, one, one champion crowned at the end of the season. So that makes 31 unhappy teams. And Von Miller is getting a six-year deal for $120 million from the Buffalo Bills. I feel good about it. I'm excited. Excited to get a Buffalo deal. I feel like I've you know, like had a little Buffalo deal in my blood for a long time. They obviously have a good team. They're the defending world champs. Um, you know, we'll be playing at their place. and It'll be uh, some unknowns on both sides of the ball, um, both sidelines, and, and I think that makes for an interesting game and two good teams, two competitive teams going at it in the first game of the season. I think it'll be great for the fans at home and uh, should make for an interesting game, and, and I think one that our team's ready for, I'm sure they feel the same way about their team. They're excellent. I mean, you know, there's no weaknesses with this team. I think I've mentioned it already, but all the – positive accolades and flowers that people are giving them I think are well deserved and earned uh, coach McDermott does an excellent job you know that you can see really they're they're sound in all three phases they got great players they got really great schemes that accentuate their player skill sets and I think that's what's a, a great reflection of coach McDermott his staff here's Brad the bruiser icorn And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, less than 24 hours away from the start of the 2022 NFL season as the Buffalo Bills will go ahead and take on the defending Super Bowl champions, the LA Rams from SoFi, where they won the Super Bowl last year. So twenty less than 24 hours to go, Alex. I'm getting... All amped up for this one. It's got the promises of being a very, very good game and hopefully a strong start to the year for both these squads, but especially our Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Brad, it's going to be, it's it's really exciting to be kicking it off in prime time like this. And I can't think of the last time that the Bills kicked off uh, the season in prime time. I don't know if they ever have in my lifetime. Uh, you know, I was looking back, how, you know, some of the players who had kicked it off in pride and time, I, I, I was reading quotes and stuff like that. Uh, McBean, uh, you know, they were respectively assistant GM and defensive coordinator with Carolina when they had to go back and play Denver on the road after they had won the Super Bowl the prior year, had beaten the Panthers. Uh, I mean, a, a variety of different quotes I had read here in this one, but big, meaningful game, center stage, and... I don't know. I hate to be pessimistic to start out, but I just hope that they come out guns a-blazing instead of the week one performance we saw last year against the Steelers. 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, Brad, um, you know, going into this, see what the game plan is. I, I, I think, honestly, I think the Bills are in a much better position than they were last year at, to start out the season. Um, the Bills really are, they have shored up their offense. They've yeah. upgraded a, a lot of positions. They know they're starting five at the offensive line. And I think identity-wise, too, they know who they want to be. You know, we even saw it in Josh Allen's short preseason. They just marched the ball up and down the field doing whatever they wanted to do. And it's going to be interesting to see how that changes, uh, you know, depending on what the Bills want to do. Yeah, we talked about it last week in our, you know, kind of lead up here to week one. But, I mean, a lot of different changes on the offensive line, at least for the Buffalo Bills here. You know, you essentially do have Mitch Morris, but then two new guards on each side, Ryan Bates at right guard, uh, Roger Saffold at left guard, and then Dan Dawkins at left tackle with Spencer Brown playing right tackle this year after playing the left side of the line last year. So an interesting shakeup in that regard. And then no Cole Beasley this year. So, you know, just elevating Isaiah McKenzie, who played the slot. We saw him play very well last year, especially in that Patriot game in Week 15 when uh, Beasley was out. Um, So, you know, I think the changes on the offensive line will be interesting in this one. And, you know, the big name on that other side of the ball, there's going to be, you know, a a very, very touted Aaron Donald, who was, you know, even considered retirement this offseason, which is hard to believe. A guy who seems at his peak in his game. Uh, He gave the Bills and Allen a rough time back when they faced in 2020. I think the line is up for a tall task tomorrow night, Alex. Yeah, Brad, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, you know, I, I think the Bills are the Bills are in a, a different position than they were when they last played. Um, the Rams are as well. But it, it, I think it's going to come down. I think the offense isn't going to be an issue. I think they're going to keep clicking. It'll be interesting to see how Glenn Dorsey calls the game and how things are split up with the new O-line coach, Aaron Cromer, along the offensive line. Um, like you said, Spencer Brown's gonna probably getting the start at right tackle, Bates at right guard, Morse at center, who's been one of the best centers since we signed him to that deal back in 2017. Left guard is going to be Roger Saffold, an all-star player, and left tackle is going to be Deion Dawkins. So I, I think you're going to see a little more run than you have in the past with the Bills. However, I think we'll still see a commitment to early passing early and often just because when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, you it'd be silly not to, um, you know, attack through the air and as many weapons as you have in the receiving core. Yep, I'm interested to see. Uh, you know, kind of, I would almost say revamped offensive line. I think is fair here with new two new guards coming into the mix. Uh, shifting Brown to the other side of the line. But then Aaron Cromer coming in, uh, you know, he's been the line coach for the Bills before, uh, previously with the Rams. And a guy who's thought of as, you know, a very well-respected offensive line coach in this league, uh, had previously been actually the interim head coach with the Saints during uh, Bounty Gate back in the day. But um, I'm really interested in the offensive line in this one. Yeah, uh, and... You know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you see some of the guys that left. And I think, you know, 
with Bates at right guard, with Brown at right tackle. That's the same group that sort of solidified at the away Patriots game last year, which really looked like our offensive line's best performance, honestly, from the previous season. And it's also going to change our philosophy on a lot of things, on run game, how we block the run, because Cromer, normally in the NFL locker rooms, the offensive line coach is also the run game coordinator because they do a lot of the planning for the offensive, you know, for the run scheme. And so I think you're going to see a lot more split zone this year and a lot more uh, inside zone concepts, which is kind of runs in the face of what we had run previously under Bobby Johnson, which was a lot more pin and pull stuff. Basically, if your gap's uncovered, you're pulling to get outside and the guy next to you is blocking down. Now, we still will see probably more of that just because we have some athletic offensive linemen. Um, you know, we really focus on those guys this year. Um, but it's it's a good group headed into the season. All right, let's talk about the running game in this one. You mentioned running the football, and Allen's ability to run is, you know, it's going to be part of the running game. But then I'm interested to see, you know, I would expect Singletary to be the feature back, but when do they sprinkle in Jared Cook? Um, and I would think, you know, Moss would come in for short yarded situations. But um, I'm interested to see the ground attack here because, you know, we have yet to see a Ken Dorsey offense here. We know last year he was a pass game coordinator. That's at least the title he had. But we've yet to see Ken Dorsey's offense, uh, you know, since taking over as the offensive coordinator with Brian Dable building the Buffalo Bills, New Jersey. So, I mean, a lot of wait and see in this game. And one of that is what Dorsey does at the helm of the Bills offense. I think we're going to see some things similar to what the Carolina Panthers do with Chuba Hubbard and Christian McCaffrey. I think with Cook, you can bounce him out wide to the slot and actually run him as a wide receiver and as a running back, which is incredibly hard for defenses to account for because normally when you're going, let's say they bring in Reggie Gilliam and Cook and um, three wide receivers. You're probably thinking there, okay, they're going to they're gonna we'll bring an extra linebacker out or we'll do that. And you could see some empty sets with Cook getting some touches in the in the pass game. So I, I expect some interest I expect Cook to be in used in interesting ways. I still think Singletary is gonna be more of a bell cow back, but I think he's a better fit for what Cromer wants to do. Cromer really just wants to um, give guys running backs a lot more time to read and react and kind of get into the bang, bend, bounce in the zone game. And that's where Singletary has excelled the past few seasons is his patience and his burst are very good. It's just as long. He doesn't have long strike speed. He's very shifty. He's got really good vision. But even when he was drafted, everyone knew he didn't have the long stride speed. So he's a guy who I think will excel in this. Zach Moss looks like he's kind of gotten out of his own way, um, which through the first few years, it almost seemed like he was, it, 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 this is a silly thing to say, but trying to miss the hole. There would be these huge holes. Um, there would be these huge holes and he just wouldn't hit them. And you're like, what are you doing? So it, it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, I, I expect a lot from this running back group this year because I think they're going to have a much bigger performance. But I think it is going to be by committee for James Cook, um, Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary. All right, wide receiver. All right, 
Stefan Diggs, clearly the number one here, but I would think they're going to match up Jalen Ramsey on him now. Last time they met, which was back in uh, Diggs' first year in Buffalo back in 2020 in an empty New Era field at the time, or Bill Stadium actually at the time there, uh, limited Diggs to 49 yards receiving, but he did have a touchdown. Josh threw four in that game. I would think that if they put... Ramsey on digs once more and try to take him out. Josh is going to spread the rock around. Lots of different target to go to, including the Gabe Davis, who had that four-touchdown game uh, in their last game played there in that divisional round against Kansas City. Uh, you know, uh, we, we talk about Isaiah McKenzie, who's come up big, uh, stepping up in that slot role uh, really full-time now with Crowder as a backup to McKenzie, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, but but then, uh, you know, on this wide receiver core, you, you also have the rookie in from Boise State here. What do you make of this receiving core? Is it going to be as simple as we're going to see Ramsey one-on-one on digs and therefore Josh is going to just spread the rock around accordingly? Yeah, I think that's the case. I mean, if you look at the Bills have an incredible offensive core to throw to, like you said, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, also Dawson Knox, who just received an extension today. Um, I, I expect it to kind of be, I don't expect it to be, I, I, I think it's going to be more like the Saints, who, if anyone's ever played fantasy, which most of the people listening have, know how incredibly frustrating it was during the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era to draft Saints players. Because one week, you put the guy out there, he gets 29 points. 150 yards, 10 catches, two TDs. You're like, oh, I found a star in the making. All of a sudden, the next week, it's, oh, he got zero touches because the team because the team locked him down. He got zero points. He had one catch for two yards. It, it is, it is. I expect that to kind of be it, and I think fantasy owners will be leery of some Bills players because of it. But I also, I don't think they're going to completely ignore Stephon Diggs unless the Rams do what the Chiefs did in that championship game, which is essentially bracket a safety over the top of them and commit two players every play to guarding Stephon Diggs. So I think I think Gabriel Davis is the one here who can who really has a shot to break out against the Rams. I think he's going to have some chances over the top if the run game gets cooking to put a ball up over the top and him to go get one. All right, defensively, there's been made a lot in this football game about uh, you know Buffalo having probably one of the best front seven in the NFL here, building on that pass rush right now. Uh, you know they add Von Miller into that. Um, how do, how do you see going here for the Bills' uh, pass rush coming into uh, to this game at least with the Rams in Week One? I honestly, it, it's gonna be. It'll be a huge test for them. Um, the Rams have a new offensive line, but if you can get pressure on Matthew Stafford, that's the way to success for the Bills. Like that is truly going to be the way to to against the Rams. Is if you can get pressure on Stafford early and often, get in his face, make him comfortable, make him not able to run those long developing routes. They have their set number two wide receiver Vin Jefferson is out for this game. It's already been ruled out. And Toronto is going to have a huge um, assigned guarding. Yep. But I think I think the Bills' front four 
is going to get there. You know, it, they put Tim Settle is one of the best pass rushing defensive one techs in the league. Ed Oliver is just looking like he's on demon mode right now. He, the kid is playing. He is playing with his hair on fire. And Vaughn Miller is going to be a guy who's interesting to see. It's also going to be fun to see the progression of guys like Boogie Basham after having a whole year and a whole full offseason to get ready for the season. See the growth of A.J. Panessa and how he's been playing. Gregory Rousseau is going to be starting most likely across from Vaughn Miller. So it is going to be interesting to see this young group um, that the Bills have invested so heavily in and see how they can hold up against one of the better teams in the NFL. Talking a little bit about the secondary as well in this one here. We already know no Trey White. won't see him until at least week five as he uh, was placed on the IR for right now. So with that step up, Dane Jackson, and I feel like the national media forgets, as they should, they don't cover the Bills like we do on a day-to-day basis. But there's been no mention, oh, Dane Jackson's a rookie. Number one, he's not a rookie. He was number two, he's same draft class as Gabe Davis. And uh, number three, I, I think he held his own last year. Um, they definitely picked on him a little bit down the stretch, but I think uh, between him and the actual rookie in Kyir Elam, they got a test there, but they do have one of the best safety tandems playing back behind them, a healthy Jordan Poyer, who got cleared as long along with Micah Hyde in this one. Um, I'm interested to see how the secondary performs because, uh, as you said, uh, including Teron Johnson at that nickel spot, they're going to be tested. They are. I, I'm going to be interested to see the, the time split between Benefer, Christian Benefert and Kair Alam. Because I think Christian Benefert has had an amazing offseason so far. I, I really do think he's been one of the guys who's earned a shot to start by his play. Which is sort of Dane Jackson and um, Christian Benefert are kind of the MO that Sean McDermott has built throughout his tenure in the NFL. Being able to take these defensive backs who have specific traits they really like and develop them into all-star players. I mean, Josh Norman, um, James Bradbury, um, oh, Captain Munnerlin. There's a bunch of these guys who, in under Sean McDermott's watch, were late-round picks who played very well and were even all-stars at a certain point. So it'll be interesting to see how the play breakdown is split up and I'm interested to see the young guy, how he goes. I think personally, he's going to be a bit of a gamer where he's one of those dudes when he gets on the field, he lights up. Bills, Rams coming up tomorrow night uh, or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. But it'll be at 820 Eastern Standard Time for us in the fine state of New York. For elsewhere around the country, of course, 720 Central, 620 Mountain, and 520 for those out on the West Coast where I was living just a few uh, weeks ago, in fact. And here I am out here uh, west in Buffalo. So the thing is, for us Bills fans here, we play on a Thursday. We don't play till a week from Monday. Uh, So uh, I'm very much looking forward to this game. There's zero doubt about it. But beyond that, a uh, little bit of lag time in between. Like I, we had talked last week, Alex, I think you and I will definitely enjoy some red zone back-to-back Sundays, which is crazy sounding. But, um, yeah, a little bit of lag time in between games. Yeah, it's kind of nice, Red, honestly. It is, like, is kind of nice to have those Sundays where you can sit down and just hang out and watch the red zone. Like, I'm going to be honest, I got 
very addicted to Red Zone last season. It is, it is uh, an incredible watching experience. And if you don't, um, you know, find out a way to do it because it is very much worth it. Um, you know, it's just it is, uh, it is the the best way to watch it. So I'm excited though, Brad. We get that, and it'll be a nice little break between games through the first game of the season. Uh, you get a, a 11 day window, I believe it is. Um, from the yeah. first to the second game. So that'll be interesting. But then again, the Bills go into a tough matchup the following week against the uh, Miami Dolphins on a shorter rest. So, you know, it's one of those things where it is it is what, you know, it's double-edged. So. All right, well, this is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Make sure you're following all of us on Twitter at DHS Buffalo. Follow Alex at TW Callahan DHS. And at Bill's Bruiser, not to get sidetracked, tell me the significance of your Twitter handle, Alex. Um, it's just uh, the name I used uh, when I was uh, a little younger. I used to write under, um, you know, I love the movie Tommy Boy, which is Callahan, yes. I believe. Yeah. And so I always loved that last name. So I just took it and then the uh, right TW, the writer. Uh, I love it. That's an awesome pen name there. Absolutely yeah. awesome there. Uh, my wife appreciates that as well. Her maiden name is Callahan. And actually, on my mom's side, my uh, my grandfather's uh, sister has a son named Tommy Callahan. Oh, isn't that funny? Yes. Love me some Tommy, boy. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. All right. Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, drafthousesports.com and facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. All right. Well, we're getting closer and closer towards kickoff between the Bills and the Rams. How do you see this game going, Alex? Uh, you know, it's going to be, it always is a slugfest. But week one's so weird, you know. It really is the weirdest week of the season because you've had all year to plan for it. But at the same time, it's one of the things where, yes, you've had all year to plan for it. But that's sometimes the bad thing where you're like, oh, you know, I've been planning for this whole thing. I didn't take into account, you know, this new wrinkle they added. So it'll be interesting to see how it's handled by the Bills. But I'm, I'm excited to have the Bills in the spotlight. I'm going to be nervous as heck tomorrow. Um, maybe sick to my stomach most of the day. But you know what? Yep. We're, uh, we're, we're going to see how it goes. Interesting from a broadcast standpoint, it's going to be broadcast not on Thursday Night Football, which I can't wait to see because I love Kirk Herbstreit. I love Al Michaels. I'm looking forward to that broadcast. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, part of the panel crew uh, before and halfway through the game, probably after the game as well. But it's going to be on NBC tomorrow night. So, uh, you know, we have Chris Collinsworth and uh, Mike Tirico. So, um, yeah, looking uh just forward to the game in general, not necessarily this broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those. I mean, I'm not a big Kirk Kirk Street fan because I'm a Michigan fan, but also just... Really? Yeah, so I just find Herb Street a, a little... Um, he always acts... He's like Romo, but didn't play in the NFL. He acts like he's, you know, giving you these highfalutin opinions, but in actuality, it's it's pretty basic. Thing. It's funny though. Like my, my, my family is all Michigan fans and they all love Kirk Herb street. So, um, hmm, very interesting. I, everyone has a different take. I'd say a lot of Michigan fans didn't like Brent Musburger and thought he was anti-Michigan. And I had a cousin who's a diehard Michigan fan. Absolutely loves Brent Musburger. Who's now of course the voice of the LA or, or the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. 
Isn't it interesting how some of those people just, you know, find their ways into certain teams? That's it. That's it. And what makes sense, he was out running uh, a sports gambling book out of Vegas. So might as well announce for the Vegas team as well. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, Buffalo-wise, of course, our radio network's all set and ready to go. Eric Wood, John Murphy on play-by-play. And, of course, Al Capaccio on the sideline. Didn't even talk about the highlights uh, I put together at the beginning of the podcast here, but uh, you heard from Sean McDermott. You heard from Coach McVay. You heard uh, a little bit from Josh Allen at the end of uh, last year's Kansas City loss, courtesy of KOMO out of Kansas City, Missouri, on the Chiefs radio network. But, um, yeah. Last year, it was a stinger. We were all left. We had 13 seconds. And now, fast forward, here we are leading into the opening night of the entire NFL season. Our team was on the spotlight playing the defending Super Bowl champions. Yes. It's going to be, you know, uh, it's going to be a big night. One thing that's exciting is I'm curious to see how many Bills fans are there because it sounded like a lot were flying out. Uh, I remember I used to see it all the time. In the, uh, I was in the uh, Wild West chapter, that's the Phoenix chapter for the Bills, and people were posting all the time all their tickets. I got $300 nosebleed tickets for four? No, per ticket. Uh, I mean, just outrageously expensive. So for those who saved and chipped away, good for you. Glad you could make it out there. For those who already are in L.A., I hope you're able to go to the game, but should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting one, Brad, to say the least. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Remember, make sure you're uh, following us on Twitter at DHS Buffalo, at TW Callahan DHS, at Bills Bruiser. Uh, check out our website here, drafthousesports.com and facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House. That's going to do it for this podcast as we get set, Bills Rams. 820 Eastern Time kickoff. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, an R Street Media production.